Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, we're taking a deep dive into the Yonex V-Core Pro line of rackets. So joining me is Brittany, Mark, and Troy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the leftovers down there. <laughs> team leftovers. <laughs> I was thinking about that team name the other day. And um, team, and team Blonde. Yeah. A little battle, battle of FDL reliving those memories. Um, oh, I don't want to relive those memories. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we ever got a set off. Yeah, so, but we look good. We had good looking polos on. I thought we looked great. Yeah. But yeah. We were probably the most handsome of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you guys were. I agree. <laughs> we'll have to bring it back one day. We do. We'll have to bring it back. And with that, I'd be curious if one of you guys might show up playing with one of the new VCore pros. Before we jump into the specifics, let's talk about what Yonex has changed or updated with this iteration. Troy, I'm going to let you lead us through any of the changes that you've noticed or have learned about in the update of these frames. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of technology differences, but just getting to the actual structure of the racket, um, all of the frames got a boost in thickness of the beam. So cross section here, beam thickness uh, went up by a millimeter, but ironically, most of them went down in flex. So that's kind of contradictory. Usually, usually when the beam gets thicker, it gets stiffer. Um, but most of them with this slightly thicker beam, actually they lowered the flex, at least in the throat region where we test the racket on the RDC machine and it bends kind of in the yoke. The one exception to that is the one I'm holding here is the 97D, the 18 by 20, 320 gram unstrung frame. This one got slightly stiffer. So it went from like a whopping, what was it, 58 or 59 flex sub 60 to now it's at, I think, right at 60. 61, I think, yeah, or 61. 60. Yeah. yeah. So still, <laughs> still a very comfortable racket, but this one got the thicker beam and uh, went up a bit. So now all the stiffness ratings, at least of the 97s, are all pretty close to 60. Awesome. Yes. And there are four models in this. We have the 100, we have the 97 at 310. We have the 97 at 330, which is the 97H. H will delegate heavy. And then we have the 97D, which is a 320 and 18 by 19 or 18 by 20 string pattern. So <laughs> that's a lot, but they all actually have distinctive characteristics, which I think is great. And we've got play testers that play tested almost all of the rackets to certain rackets that fit better in their specs. So let's start with the 100 Brit. I know you were on this. Booney, were you on this one too? Permanent. Per yes. Perfect. You tell me, how did the VCore Pro 100 play? Did you guys notice any differences? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Brit, let's have you start off. You're a you're an E-Zone 100 player, so you can even come make some comparisons. Yes, I am a Yonex fan, especially of that 100 square inch head size. So I'm always excited to see, you know, what Yonex puts out. And I pretty much, I've play tested the last three generations of the Yonex VCore Pro 100. And I think I think there's even a couple more before that I've hit with or and play tested. So 
very familiar with the silo and also I'm fans of the V-Core and E-Zone lines. I use the E-Zone 100. So lots of Yonix 100 screen type experience. <laughs> um, so for this update, I kind of knew what I was expecting going into it. For me, the V-Core Pro line is always the lowest powered of the three of this V-Core E-Zone and V-Core Pro. So even though it's still a hundred square inch head size, it, it's the most powerful of the V-Core Pro line, but the lowest of the three silos, if that makes sense in the 100 square inch segment. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like saying like a soft poly or a comfortable poly, right? <laughs> exactly. they're, all, they're all pretty firm and stiff. But. Exactly. So for me compared, I got to play test the 100 and the 97 in this um, update. So for me, the 100 was uh, the easiest to swing. It was the most forgiving, which makes sense. It's the 100 square inch head size. It was low powered, so I still felt like I could. It's the racket I could swing out the most without fears of overhitting compared to the E Zone and V Court lines. And for me, I really liked it on the ground strokes. I am mostly a baseline player anyway, so that um, melds perfectly. But uh, easy access to spin as well. I could really get my um, wrist around and create some nice spin. Uh, I love to hit some shorter angles and pull my opponents off the court. So I was definitely utilizing that uh, as well. And for me, probably my one knock was volleys. I just could not 100% gel with. And I put the uh, racket to the test in a couple different ways. And I actually ended up playing a set of doubles with it just to see how it performed. And I felt like I was just missing a little bit of stability and um, kind of pop to really, you know, punch that volley away. Well, I was actually playing some doubles against Gran, and we all know Gran's a, a doubles volley aficionado, and so he was definitely put it, taking it to me. And if I wasn't putting that volley away, um, but I love the V Core Pro feel. I felt like this update was maybe slightly more dampened than the previous one. I didn't feel as connected, um, but I still enjoyed the feel. So it wasn't like a, a big negative to me. So it's still out of my, out of the three lines, it's, I'd still put it at third, but it's still a racket I could easily pick up and play with. So it it's hard being critical of it when Yonix has so many great hundreds for inch rackets. <laughs> No, that's good. And I, that all makes sense. Booney, how was your experience with that one? It's just going to sound like a love fest for all these people. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed what Yonix uh, does with all the rackets, their little refinements and updates. I thought for the V-Pro line, this was huge. Troy was talking about a little extra beam stack on there of a millimeter or so. Um, correct me if I'm having a senior moment here, but I, I, I thought I saw that the V-Core Pro 100 got a two millimeter in. That um, might have been the case. I, I wasn't sure. I'm 100. It definitely felt firmer. And uh, as, again, Troy was mentioning, that it's kind of ironic when you go to a thicker beam, it's usually going to give you more energy return and a firmer response. They figured out a way to give you somewhat of that stability and comfort with a thicker beam uh, without it feeling brassy. I don't get that modern energy return out of it, but I felt like they were more powerful and a little more resistant against bending uh, and twisting a contact ball. So I thought the 100 was an improvement. Um, you know, if you're looking for something to get away from the uh, stiff layup of graphite of a modern player's frame, we all know what they are, pure drive, pure arrow, burn, ultra kind of thing. Then this is a great way to go. High degree of comfort, got good stability out of it. 
And then in terms of this racket, uh, Troy's got in his hands right here. I can't find a reason not to play with that 18 main, uh, the 97B. I just really love that racket overall. It does feel a little firmer, but the firmness was more of a benefit than a detriment overall. So, yeah, I, I, I concur with you, Britt. Yonex probably has uh, the most rackets that I would be most happy switching to. I could just fourth around from an E-Zone 98 plus to a Tour to a B-Core 98, you name it. Yeah, they're making some nice frames, no doubt. Nice. So kind of what I was getting from what, what Booney was saying, just talking about the flex real quick, mm-hmm. it seems pretty unique. And I know it's not as extreme as like the Wilson Clash flexibility, but it seems like, you know, the even though the, the racket's a little thicker, it's still giving you that traditional flex in the racket, like we test on the RDC machine. So the racket kind of bending this way, but giving you more pop and stability in that torsional sense where like say the racket would be twisting in that kind of that way. So really flexible here in the traditional flex, but maybe a little more feels a little more torsionally stable, a little more pop, if that kind of makes sense to the people out there listening. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, And we can kind of jump around. I was going to go up and wait to talk about these rackets, but Booney kind of just referenced the 97 D. I was on that play test. Mark was on that play test. Troy obviously has hit the racket, missed out on that one, but this is kind of weird, not weird, but kind of weird. So this was my favorite out of all the rackets in the V core pro update for me. And I don't often pick an 18 by 20 string pattern, but I was referencing the comments that I made on the previous version. And it literally did feel like Yonix was like thinking about a player like me in mind when they did update this, this sounds very like um, narcissist of me, but it's a little bit stiffer, a little thicker beam. So that extra, that for me trans- Translated into easier power, easy put away power. And I never felt limited with the 18 by 20. And it never felt too flexible, which I sometimes um, have an issue with the more flexy of the racket. So I really loved the D. The D we will reference as a dense pattern. So that's the best way for that I've remembered it. Um, Mark, you just already said you you are having a hard time finding anything not to like about that racket. Do you want to speak any further into like how that? that racket changed for you how the it, from the previous one to this update well if i compare it say to the walrinka stick uh that one changed quite a bit in terms of swing weight and that one to me is kind of like me on my bike at the bottom of a hill and i looked at the top and i'm like i know i can get there but boy it's gonna be a little bit of a climb uh that 343 swing weight uh, they hit it well but it's definitely a chunkier more stable racket than even the predecessor 330 so for me going to the 320 just made more sense. Um, you know, by the end of the play test on the 330, I felt like I had like a thousand extra sweat drops swinging that racket compared to the 320. It was just more manageable over a period of time. I never felt like I was getting tuckered out with it on the swing. Uh, it just fit and it gives me, everyone knows I like those longer than standard frames. It really gives me that long frame feel. And I know Troy, this is something uh, Troy and Chris have explained to me over the years that if you have that longer wire throat, and even if it's a standard length frame, it does swing like it's a little longer. When you have a compact yoke, it makes it more maneuverable. So just really loved everything about the way that rack was pieced together. Britt, did you have a chance to hit this one at all or not? You, I know you were on the other two. <laughs> yeah, I swung it like just just a couple minutes to try it. It's 
a little right Brits wheelhouse. I was gonna say it's not really what Brit's looking for in a racket. The swing weight's at 330, so it's like there, but not too unmanageable. Um, Troy, you give us your opinion on that racket. I know a lot of people want to hear your opinion on the heavy one. We will get there, but what's your opinion on this dense string pattern version? Well, I don't want to uh talking about the heavier version, I don't want to give it away, but in stock form, the D, the 1820 was probably my favorite of the line. And that's just because what Mark was talking about with the specs. Now the swing weight, I think on this one, an average on our test samples was about 330s that we have on the site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So perfect, like swing weight spec, not too crazy high, even though 330 can be high for some. Um, I've played with rackets kind of 335 to 340 before. Um, but yeah, I think the 320 weight, the swing weight. Um, and I think out of all the V-Core Pros, at least the 97s, I think the eight, this D version, this 1820, took the best to that slightly thicker beam and a bump up in stiffness just slightly. Yeah. I felt like the previous version had amazing feel, probably one of the best feeling rackets that I've ever tested and currently on the market, maybe right next to like a Phantom 93 or a Dunlop CX200 Tour. Feel-wise, amazing, but with the previous version, I just felt like it was a little uh, unstable up towards the tip and kind of outside on the sides, just a little almost too flexy feeling and just maybe a little uh, less energy return than I like. And I think this D version 1820 was the, the most improved from the last version. But I will say with the 330 and the spec that we have on the website right now, the, the average swing weight on the, the stand racket is what, 340-something, 343? Disclaimer, that is an average spec. This is for Jonathan Wolf, my man. Um, (laughs) That is an average spec of the playtest samples. So you got to kind of get that in your head too. We don't have 20 playtest samples. We have a few. That was the average for that one. So if I could find in the batch of rackets that we get, if possible, a a swing weight of around 330, maybe 330, between 330 and 335, on the stand the man racket and hit it side by side with this one. That's what I think there'd be the real debate on which one I like. I think it's just that swing. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I do have to throw with this in though. Yes. These are an average spec of our playtest rackets, but we also know that Yonix has pretty good quality control. So to be determined, uh, because yes, they do. They do typically have really, really good quality control. But I did notice and something that we noticed on when we play tested the V-Core rackets, like the 95 and the 98, our playtest samples were close to like a 320-ish swing weight. And when we started checking stock for a customer like MRT orders, they were quite a bit lower. So okay. it, it can change sometimes. And I, we try not to get people too caught up on just the web specs. Yes. Because I know a lot of people do. But uh, really liked all the, the but both of the D and the H. I think if I could find a swing weight closer to this one with the H, I might like it a little more because I do like that slightly more open pattern and the easy launching. Okay. When I was going to go back to the 97 310 before we got really into the heavy ones, (laughs) I'm going to pass it back to Britt. You were on the V Corp Pro 97. The the lighter, it's not light, but it's a 310 gram uh, racket. How was that play test for you? And how did it compare to the 100? Yeah, so obviously I'm more of a 100 girl, but I always like, my range reaches to a 97 square inch head size. So that's why 
I put myself on the racket to play test. Um, I really, I initially hit with it and I really liked it. So I wanted to kind of deep dive into it and do the full play test. Um, even though it's not maybe my traditional racket specs, it still offers a lot of things that I look for in a racket. And so the one, the first time I hit with it, I was hitting with um, our hard goods buyer, Spencer. And he hits a really heavy, deep ball. And mm -hmm. he was an ex-college player. So I wasn't sure how I was going to, if I was going to be like late with it, because it's a little small, you know, and I actually felt like I could be really competitive with him. And I just, I was taking the ball early and I was like redirecting the pace really accurately. And I just was really getting a good groove with the racket. And I felt really connect. I felt more connected with the 97 than I did with the 100. Um, so I kind of leaned towards that. And then when I came up to net to volley, I was just super impressed with it up and net with volleys. I, it was, I guess this is a, a Tita playtester keyword. It was a point and shoot. <laughs> Everyone yes. take a shot. Um, <laughs> if I could just get the racket up and in position, it basically did the rest. And I'm not much of a volleyer. So I, I, I come up to net when needed to put away the ball, but I just felt like it was really solid. I could do a lot with it. Um, and normally when I do come to net, it's just punching volleys deep, but I actually was like able to soften my hands and get a little Chris Edwards action and had some nice little pickups and some little short balls. So I was really excited with my variety of volleys with the racket. I just felt it was really versatile and yes, it, it doesn't offer as much power as the 100, even though the hundred I did say was, low powered compared to everything else, but it offered a little bit more control. And I kind of used that to my benefit instead and just really focused on placement and using that power from my opponent. So while it's not like something I would switch to in the long run, I just really, I really enjoyed it. And I, you know, was able to tap into its benefits and uh, really, you know, play well with it. And so that's, that is why I put myself on the racket. <laughs> hey Britt, so if you're playing baseline games, you'd probably opt for the 100, but maybe as a Dingles racket where you're coming up to the net, hitting those little crafty angles, that's where the 97.310 might come into play, huh? Exactly. Dingles, doubles, anything <laughs> that like I, I have to be a little bit more crafty or a little, I can't camp on my baseline. I am definitely would prefer that 97 over the 100. Yeah, it was, and same with like return. Like I just felt like I could really step in and, and not over hit it. And I was really accurate with my targets and the feel for me was, I know Booney mentioned it too. I really liked the feel of it for whatever reason, the feel of that one compared to the 100, I just felt connected with it. I felt where I knew the ball was landing. It was really sinking in on the string bed. So I was a big fan of the 97 and it was kind of a surprise because normally I would always err towards the 100, but the 97 kind of snuck in there for me this time around. So it was a fun play test. Nice. And I was going to say, this is also where the asterisk comes in, where as Troy was mentioning, the stand the man version might have a pretty hefty swing weight. We've already gotten a lot of feedback and questions about the swing weight on this 310.97, which again, it, it actually is lower than the 100 and is subject to change. But based on the hitters that we hit with, that was where it landed. So what do, what do we have it listed as the 310? I think 319. It was under 320. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so I know we've gotten a couple of questions on that. We don't have our stock in right now. And when the stock, I believe we're expecting it around the 24th, then we'll kind of, our, our guy, Jonathan, will go in and kind of do a, 
a deep dive of specking out some rackets and seeing if our website specs best rep represent the whole picture of the racket. So there might be a couple of tweaks. I can't imagine it changing that much. As you said, Michelle, the Yonix, Yonix's quality control is pretty top notch. So yeah. So hopefully we won't have to change it, but you know, but subject to change and yeah, we're, we're working with what we've got, which leads me to <laughs> the V Corp Pro 97H heavy. This freaking racket is heavy. What, it's, Michelle? What are okay. you talking about, Michelle? <laughs> On a scale, it is lighter than the RF 97. In my hands, I am mad at this racket because normally this should be in my wheelhouse and <laughs> should be a racket that I love to use, except this time around, maybe it's been the past year and a half. I have a complex and I need to go into the gym and lift more weights, lift heavier weights. I did the med ball yesterday, like the side to side med ball on both my forehand side and my backhand side, because I could not swing through the ball with this racket. I could not hit the ball cross court. It was so hefty. I really struggled. I did not enjoy the play test. Have you in the past, the previous ones? I have to, I feel like I liked the previous one. Jonathan kept reminding me that like, I've always kind of struggled and this sounds like an excuse and like, I'm not a cool kid with the isometric shape, the grip handle. And yeah. So J-Dub just kept reminding me like, this has never really been your racket of choice, but, um, Troy and Booney, I'm going to default to you guys because everyone actually would love to hear your perspective and Troy, you kind of already alluded to some of it, but how was your experience with the play test? Yeah. I mean, I definitely noticed, uh, a slightly thicker beam, um, Maybe a little less feel for me than the slightly thinner beam of the previous version and the one before that that I used to play with for the longest time. But it wasn't something where, like, it felt so much thicker that I couldn't feel the ball. I still thought it had good feel. Um, to me, even though it's just a half a millimeter thinner than the Pro Staff or the RF, I still find the 330 uh, version to give me more feel, definitely softer, more comfortable. So I thought comfort was great. Um, a little more pop than before. Um, and then from there, it was really just getting used to that swing weight. So warming up and, you know, hitting most of the time from the baseline, I didn't have a problem with it, especially on our, our indoor court, which is pretty, you know, kind of a slower, higher sitting ball mm -hmm. for the most part, um, felt great. But then when I did hit with faster pace, harder hitters that hit really flat, someone like, you know, Michelle type of ball, um, that's when I noticed like, okay, I'm a little sluggish here. On the defense, stretched out, I'm a little sluggish here. But like I said, if I could find that, that racket's feel, you know, to take that racket and maybe just find a slightly lower swing weight, something closer to 335 to the 330, it would be an easy transitional racket for me. I mean, I think, I think it's still a great racket that carries on a lot of the lineage from the previous ones. Yeah. And Booney, I'm going to have you give your comments, but when, right before we filmed the review, I was referencing the SW 102 and I really struggled with that racket also, but you really enjoyed it and it worked really well with your game. And I feel like we were kind of in the same situation here again, where I was struggling, but it worked out well for you. You seemed like you played really well with it in your hands. I said it in the review. I think I said it in, uh, 
in the actual video and on my notes, I've had some of the most fun tennis sessions playing, testing these rackets, uh, the, the 97310 as well. I just really loved it. I'm going to give a shout out to this gentleman named Chris, who I've been playing with at a municipal court, um, older guy, and he hits a lot like you. He plays with the RF and he's just like Thor's hammer. He hits really flat, hard ball. And with that Warinka stick, I was actually able to get through contact. So, you know, I've been drilling with that guy on a Sunday for about 90 minutes straight with that racket. And admittedly, throughout, there'd be a couple of times you're like, wow, I have a lot of racket in my hand, but I was really getting used to the swing weight. I don't think it's an ideal racket for me in a competitive sense, uh, but for dingles and grooving, you know, grooving my swing path, I really like the way uh, heavier rackets kind of prohibit your range of motion and actually make it a little more strict and economical. So I really like what those rackets have kind of done for my game a little bit. Um, just love the rack even the swing weight overall so uh yeah it's something again it's like i can look to it it's out of my reach by a little bit but it's, it's not far so maybe with a couple more rope swings and uh you know <laughs> uh, weights but you know whatever i maybe could justify using that racket for a little longer period of time or like i was saying like if we, we had a big stock and you know we used our mrt services and we were able to find one of those 330s with a slightly lower swing weight closer to 330 then it would be definitely more manageable, right? Oh, I'd be on the hunt for something like that. For yeah, sure. yeah. And one thing also to note, sorry, but when I was hitting ground strokes between the 330 and the D, the 1820, I did notice that, I mean, I could hit a heavier ball with the, the H because it is heavier, but I also noticed the string bed. It gave me not only like a I felt like a heavier ball, but it felt like it was kicking up more off the court with that slightly more open path. So I do, I do like that about that, that A track. It is that open pattern. That heaviness of the ball, I just would like a slightly lower swing weight or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I'll piggyback off what Britt was saying about the 310 model. I really liked it at net as well. So for me, because I found that I wasn't able to consistently hit ground strokes with the racket, I was literally serving and coming in a lot or returning and coming in, which was kind of fun and kind of different and kind of like forced me to see the court in a new way. But I'll, I'll give it props. I did like it up at the net a lot and off slice and it worked that way. So I'm pretty sure like all my footage in that play test review, I might've ended the point at the net. <laughs> hey, yeah. Did you do a saber? I tried. I don't know what, we'll see what makes, what makes the cut. The final cut. <laughs> I definitely tried. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to bring up the new colors of Poly Tour Rev as well. If anyone out there was watched our reviews, you'll see that purple string. We've been getting lots and lots and lots of questions about what the purple string is. I don't know if there are other purple polys on the market. I don't think so. So Poly Tour Rev is going to be available or hopefully by the time this airs is available in purple and white. Did you guys like that string? Did you notice any difference compared to the orange color? Um, any thoughts, preferences? Britt, did you like it? I know you like the color. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the color and it matched very pretty with the, the actual cosmetic of the racket. Yeah. As far as differences between the purple and the orange, nothing really stood out to me. I feel like it plays pretty similar and, um, you know, it's, it's a poly. It, it offered me you know, the basic good control, good spin. So, you know, for the, that type of racket, actually, I probably would be interested to see how it, how the, now I'm starting to branch out the, the 97, 310 would be in a hybrid for me. Oh Maybe yeah. That little bit extra power that I was missing. Hmm. I might have to give it a try, try it out. 
Troy, you want to string a racket for me? Hey, you know, <laughs> put, a, put a little bit of that uh, vocal V fuse or the clip natural gut hybrid in there or something. Yeah, something to give me a little bit more power. Maybe that's that's my perfect combo. I just didn't even know it. What do you guys think of the purple Polytura Rev? I like the string overall compared to some other strings that we have access to. I felt like maybe it notched a little bit. I didn't notice it in the in the H or the HD, the tight pattern one, but I did notice it was like a little notching, which I don't typically see from a mono. It was usually a little easier slide back and forth. But other than that, I really liked the control. Um, just it was a very predictable, obedient string bed, no matter what uh, frame that string was uh, applied to. So I did like it. I just noticed a little notching. Troy? It was pretty predictable. Felt pretty similar to me to the orange one. Um, I actually prefer that string in a more powerful racket because I find it pretty dead and kind of muted. Um, in these control-oriented rackets, I'd probably go for something a little livelier um, with a little bit more feel. We did try. I also got to try it with Hyper-G like that. Um, I also liked it with the Polytor Pro. That felt pretty good. I tried it with that. Um, but overall, I mean, I thought spin was good and uh, just maximize like the control of the racket. I just personally would prefer in this kind of racket, uh, a little more lively, uh, maybe a little more crisper feel. Cool. So if you guys were forced to play a tournament with the V-Core Pro, or not 97, doesn't have to be the 97, <laughs> the V-Core Pro line of rackets, which racket would you play with, Britt? Is it singles or doubles? <laughs> like that might influence my decision. Good question. Um, singles, probably the 100, just because that's what I, my specs I'm used to. But I could definitely see myself if it was like a doubles or mixed doubles tournament, maybe doing that 97. And now in like a, a hybrid or something string pattern, I think I could really get the benefits of both worlds there, get a little extra power, but still like, utilize the great qualities and stuff I got from the 97. So yeah. Can I, can I choose two? Is yeah, that of course. <laughs> yeah, totally. Booney, what about you? You can go singles and doubles racket too. Yeah, can I choose three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how big's your bag? <laughs> Is it the first set? Is it two hours in? Now yeah. that's really key. Exactly. That's pretty uh, good question there. Um, I'm going with the H. I think I can hang with that racket over a long period of time. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to mention about the 97310. Uh, that would probably be my other choice racket. In the past, uh, the other earlier iterations, uh, my only critique was that it had a low swing weight or that maybe it felt a little unstable against your guys' pace and depth of shot. Uh, but with the new one, you know, I always like, uh, like you, Michelle, you don't like to know what the specs are. You kind of want to just play with it and then guess it mm. and see if uh, your your feeling's correct about it or not. And I guess that swing weight to be a little higher than it was. So whatever that beam thickness did, I think that maybe stabilized it a little bit. And I never thought, hey, I'm going to add weight to the inside of the swoop. I never once thought about that. Uh, so as soon as I got that 310 in my hand, I was like, oh, I can play with this racket. So that would be a tournament-worthy racket for me, for sure. But you, you, went, with the, you went with the 330 for, oh, yeah, no. for the tournament? Uh, no, I go with the 320, the H. <laughs> oh, the, the, the D. The, the, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can okay, we just well, edit this whole thing? And yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. very confusing. Yeah. And like, that's why like I've literally had to say H for heavy, D for dense. Okay. Obviously, previously it was called the 97 HD, which, which is like, okay, now we're very confused. So heavy, dense, 18 by 20, dense. Heavy 330, stand the man, 340 plus swing weight. So which Senior one moment. which one did you pick? <laughs> the D. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. I was giving Booney a hard time because the previous iteration of this heavy racket, he kept referencing um, that it's made for Stan the man and he's Mark the boy. And I felt like Michelle, the girl (laughs) on this one. And I was just like, I literally like after the play test, I'm like, maybe Stan really is the only one who should be swinging this racket. Oh, this guy swings it. But that's what I was going to say. Troy, (laughs) Troy, what's your pick? You're playing a tournament. You can pick a singles and doubles racket if you want yeah so that's uh yeah, yeah that's no question just because uh i'd say in stock form probably go with like Rooney go with the d the 1820 it just swings really nice the spec of it just in the hand feels really really good the only thing is it would mentally i don't know there probably might be a couple times where i clip the net tape on a ground stroke or something i'd be like oh the low launch angle 1820 you know like <laughs> And then I'd start like thinking in my head, oh damn it, I should go with the open pattern. So at that point, it would I would say the D. But um, <laughs> like 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 I said, if I I wish I could just you know hopefully when the when the rackets come in stock, get to try one with a little bit lower swing weight. And then in that case, if I could pick my swing weight of the of the H, then I would go with the more open pattern. Well, then we can have part two of this podcast at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, um, bring in, we'll bring in one of our racket experts that does the MRT service and explain that part too. <laughs> well, and it is worth talking about. I was in a talk tennis thread earlier today talking about my racket of choice, RF97. And with these heavier rackets, it really, I think, is worth using and utilizing that MRT experience and at least knowing what your spec is. Because if you ordered this racket, the heavy 330 Stand the Man endorsed racket, and you got one that's 345 swing weight, and you, you know, or if you got one that's 335, there it's a different playing experience. It really is. So yeah. sometimes we think that like, oh, people have been asking, was there a difference in paint and like stuff like that. So Use the MRT experience yeah. and, and get your rackets. At least know what you're swinging. It doesn't. And, and it, the one, the one argument with Yonex is the good quality control. But the, 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 just another thing, and we're getting into another podcast too uh, for another day. But when we're talking swing weight, there is not a swing weight target spec. The only racket company that puts a target spec for swing weight is Prince. They have it listed on the frame. No other brand has a target spec for swing weight, so it can vary. It's not like Yonex, you know, they have a 320 gram and they're trying to hit it plus or minus, you know, three grams or whatever. There is no target swing weight. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Overall, I would say that's a silver lining, isn't it? Because you could actually have a choice. You know, glass is actually half full. You can get something with a lower swing weight or something that's trending a little higher. So I know everyone wants to say, oh, it's not consistent, but that variety does give you options. Yeah, there's something for everyone. So if you're looking for the lower swing weight, we've got that 97 310 that some of them were coming in lower. Maybe that's you want something super maneuverable. You'd like to whip through the ball. Great. If you plow through the ball like a semi (laughs) go with that heavy one. If you're looking for more precision, go with the 18 by 20. If you're looking for a little bit more power, go for the 100 square inch. Literally something for everyone. We've That's got, just in the V Pro silo. That's incredible. We've got V Core Pros for everybody. I wanted to, I know it doesn't have anything to do with the performance, but I always like to comment on the cosmetic. You know, you want the, the racket to look good. So I was wanting to get everyone else's feedback on the cosmetic because I personally think it looks better in hand than it does, you know, looking at a screen. I think it looks much sharper and cleaner. It's kind of 
for me, I, I think it has a little retro nod to it um, with the green and purple. I don't know why, for whatever reason, there's a little re- retro. Now, personally, the previous version, it was green and gold, which is my college color. So I might lean towards that one, but I still- Yeah, go Mustang. <laughs> so I thought that one looked really sharp, but I always think Yonix does a really good job with their cosmetics. I'm always a big fan, especially the V-Core Pro line for me. I always think they do really well. At, so I wanted to throw that in there. Boonie, Boonie has um, a call out to the cosmetic. Oh, I'm stealing this from another player customer, but uh, he liked it as well. And he referred to the cosmetic as a jazzercise cosmetic. And I thought that was <laughs> on the spot and I do like it a lot. The retro. The retro. The retro. Troy, what do you think as a VCore Pro user or former user? <laughs> I don't know where you, what racket you use. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's nice. I get the retro look. It's growing on me. I mean, I kind of like, I've liked all the cosmetics they've done so far. The first one kind of like almost all navy with the orange pop that looked good, mm-hmm. but was subtle. And then the last one, at first, I wasn't a huge fan, like the green, the emerald kind of green with the gold, but then that grew on me. But probably my favorite is when the V-Core Pro first came out from the, before that, it was the V-Core Dual G and it turned into the V-Core Pro with the 1619 pattern. That was probably the most magical one for me was the sample that we got that was all blacked out. And it's still, it's still, I still have it somewhere today in, in my in my house somewhere, you know, stored up on the wall, but that one probably the most magical because it was just blacked out, you know, it's hard hard to beat that racket, you know, but uh, I do like the retro vibes are going for um, pretty sweet look to it. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Durability. uh, There are some paint jobs we all know about that. If you just look at the paint wrong, it might want to jump off your frame paint sticks. So that's the main thing for me. It's really durable. We put these rackets to the test. I feel like we did and the paint is still intact. So they look really clean. Paint's very durable. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret. We put out a bunch of those brandography videos. Yonix's quality control and their attention to detail is not lost on any consumer, I don't think. And you can really see it. And once you have the racket in your hand, it really does feel like well-made and all all of the above. We all know what to expect from Yonix. So (laughs) another great update. And I think um, positive. It it was a positive play test all around, all through, through all four models. Um, anything else that we need to add about these rackets? No, we saw uh, at the WTA tournament last week or whenever this airs, but uh, we saw Yastremska in the new cosmetic look nice out on court. Did you say add something to these rackets, like a half inch of length? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be you know, maybe with the one hundred or the ninety-seven three ten. Maybe an extended VCore Pro in the future. You knew I was going to go there. Come on. Dear Yonex, please make an extended VCore Pro. Love, Mark Boone. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, they have it in their other side. They have it in the E-Zone and the VCore. You know, it would only be right if they just finally came out with a plus version of the 97.310 or the 100. I think it'd be a little much. I mean, unless they configured the balance, if they did an extended D or an H, that would be like... I'll take an extended D, but not an H. <laughs> All right. That'd be a pretty beefy swing weight, though, if they didn't reconfigure it. Troy's hey. <laughs> like, you don't know what you want. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> okay. Good play test. Yonex, we need an extended one. Go check out a demo if you're super curious and our play tester reviews. Try Poly Tour Rev in purple or white. And that's all we got, I think, right? That's it. In stock on the 24th. In stock on the 24th. This might air after that. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. 
in stock hopefully when this airs. <laughs> if you're super curious, try it out. If you're super curious, try the E-Zone. <laughs> that was a bad pun. It would joke, you know? Okay. Well, on that note, I just got a text that Gran is already waiting for Mark and I to get down on the court to go play doubles. So <laughs> go grab your V-Corp Pro of choice and I'll see you down there. <laughs> Isn't he retired now? He can just relax for a few minutes. Okay, yeah. Tell him to chill. For everyone asking, whoever asks so what, the, what he's up to, he's still hanging out and still playing tennis, still kicking some of our asses like Brit reference at the net. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for joining. Anyone out there that you have any questions, feel free to let us know. And happy hitting with the V Corp Pro. Thanks, Michelle. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting.